Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's everyone doing? Um, this is a late night edition of the Nine Mind. Well, it's not late night. It's early morning edition of the um, Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood Cosmic Frequency Show. And I'm kind of um, straying off track. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted because I'm downstairs and I need to get back upstairs to my um, computer. But um, um, I had to uh, get into this this conversation while it was hot because, you know, if it gets too old and then I try to bring it up, it's just not going to come across the same way. So while this is a hot topic button, I wanted to um, point out some things that a lot of people that I'm listening to is not really, um, you know, bringing forth about the whole Monique situation. So uh, here at the Nine Mind, um, our job is to um, not only promote sisterhood for black women uh, here in North America, but to help them to to, to see things that um, society just, you know, does not want – you know, they don't come out with their hatred and dislike of the black woman. And because they use so many avenues and so much propaganda to keep black women blinded to the fact that they are in a genetic race war, um, and since a lot of black women are not conscious, they don't, you know, they don't listen to Francis Cress Wilson. Well, they might be now since the Hidden Color series came out. And Shout out to uh, Tyreek Nasheed who did uh, put that out there because there just were a lot of black people on a collective level who were just plain sleep. Um, so, yeah, Hidden Colors woke a lot of people up. But uh, even with that said, uh, black women just really don't know how long this race war has been going on. Uh, she doesn't know the strategies. Uh, she doesn't know the tactics. Uh, she doesn't study war the way males do. So she doesn't know how, uh, you know, what areas that all nine areas of people activity can be used to, uh, uh, can be used as war strategies against any group of people uh, at any time. So if you don't have the book by Neely Fuller, which is the compensatory code, and trust me, everything in that book, white supremacists use against black people. And that's the sad thing is that here we sit down, our scholars sit down and, 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 and break down white supremacy, and guess what? White supremacists actually use the information that scholars like Francis Cress Welsing, Neely Fuller, they actually, uh, the Willie Lynch letters, they actually implement it. They actually implement it. And they said, well, yeah, this, this stuff works, so we will keep using it. Where other people are saying, oh, it's not a real uh, um, they're not doing this, and uh, they try to, um, you know, say it's not happening when it really is. So um, let me get to my studio. Let me get to the show. I want to go ahead on and greet the sisterhood. Um, greetings, nine my sacred sisterhood clan. Peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom to we all and those we love. Uh, comedian Monique has asked for a black boycott of Netflix. So let's get into why. Some are with her, and many of we are not. Um, because I am a indigenous, authentic black woman, 
as is Miss Monique, I have a right to speak on the plight and issues of black women, especially those born in Germain to North America, otherwise known as the West. Don't ask me why they refer to North America as the West. This blog talk radio um, uh, format uh, has from its inception admonished North American-born women to tell our own stories because of the intentional historical inaccuracies that has occurred in the telling of the massacres that occurred over here by Caucasoid hordes sent over by Euro-imperialists. We were invaded, fought many wars, mislabeled as the Indian Wars, although there were never any Indians found here when the Europeans showed up and over centuries successfully relabeled we, the indigenous, as Negroes, Negresses, freedmen, coloreds, African Americans, and also blacks, which has um, many meanings. So I was trying to say many meanings, and I missed, I left out some words. We have been in a ongoing race war ever since that, ever since that, uh, ever since, okay, we have been in a race war ever since that many choose not to see unless they become, uh, unless they become, oh, unless they, become, okay, I left out some words, yeah, okay, I was running out of space, unless they become the targets of it the same way Josephine Baker, Dorothy Dandridge, Paul Robeson, Eartha Kitt, Nina Simone, um, Muhammad Ali, a.k.a. Cassius Clay, and now even Monique all found themselves victims of. Narrating as a proud indigenous black woman here in the U.S., let's see if what is happening to Monique is something new or is it the old tried-and-true stratagem of RDS, which stands for Racism, White Supremacy, indicative of a sad truth that newborn, uh, uh, native-born, NB stands for native-born black women, have always paid a higher price for white success than black men, which is why America has many, many black men, multimillionaires, while on the flip side of that equation, there is only one black woman allowed on that level and what the rules she has to agree to in order to be there are. Now, we know that one black woman is Oprah Winfrey. We know that she is the only black woman to reach the level. But let's analyze why she was allowed to be there. What did Oprah agree to in order to be on that level that supports uh, racial white supremacy? One, Oprah agreed to not have any black children. Two, Oprah also agreed to not be married to a black man. Three, Oprah agreed to uh, uplift black women on her show. Four, Oprah agreed to be down with the LGBT agenda. See, these are all the things that Oprah must be in compliance with in order to maintain the status that she was allowed to have. And I stress the word allowed because she just didn't get there because she's talented or she's smart or she speaks the king's English well. No, they needed a face. See, white supremacy always needs to use a black or brown face to push an agenda for them because if they push it themselves, they know that we will see it and call it as racist. But when they can get one of us 
to push their agenda for them, and they're dressed nice, they look nice, they're poised, they're polite, and they're everything that we all want to be. Oh, we want to be Oprah. Then we kind of like, you know, we kind of just dismiss that, you know, she she ain't married, she ain't having no black kids, she ain't adopting no black babies. Come on now. But this is this is the prototype of what they want black women and young black girls to aspire to. And you who follow that prototype, you can be the next Oprah. Now, they were grooming Monique to be the next Oprah, and Monique made some very, very serious mistakes because they were trying to let her in to groom her to be the next Oprah. They really were. But Monique would not play the game. So uh, I'm going to get into um, why um, Monique will not be paid <laughs> what she feels like she worth. Now, is Monique worth everything she says she is? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, she is. But um, anytime you speak as a black woman on issues of racism, unfairness, inequality, uh, like I said, Monique is not the first. Uh, Josephine Baker, they did it to Josephine Baker. They did it to Eartha Kitt. They did it to uh, 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 Nina Simone. Uh, who else they did it to? Dorothy Dandridge ha- had a hard time, um, even though I think she was a mulatto. I think Eartha Kitt was, you know what, J- Josephine Baker, all of them were really mulattoes except for Nina Simone. Yeah. But they were mulattoes that, you know, they they were very rooted in, um, you know, their coloredness. And back then, if you were colored, you were still treated as black. And being um, black women, white men were not really as open to them back then as uh, the opposite, where where white women were marrying black men back there. So I I know they try to make you think um, uh, black men and white women weren't getting married. They were getting married. Uh, the only thing is white women do not marry down. The black man would have to be successful, and he would have to be considered free by white society. And trust me, white women come on in there and snap them up. So despite all of the horror stories of the South and the lynchings, black men and white women were being married over here in America. They were being married. So, you know, that's another part of history that I'm telling sisters why we got to tell our own story because they will try to hide this from you and and make you believe that all black men were treated the same, and and that's not true. Free black men were allowed to marry white women, and they did. And they did. So um, so, uh, Monique is not playing the game. And because Monique uh, would not um, play the game the way they wanted her to, uh, she held on to her blackness. Um, oh, another thing is uh, Oprah, uh, part of the rules for to be in the Million Dollar Club is don't help no black people over here, which is why all these black millionaires have foundations. They, um, they have this foundation and that foundation, but trust me, uh, it's the cancer foundation. It's the multiple sclerosis. You know, it's all these foundations that help nothing but white people. <laughs> they make sure that their foundation is for the healthful and betterment of white people, uh, never black people. You know, black people are suffering with mental illness, depression, suicide, and um, 
you know, autism and birth defects on a level unmatched, and yet there are no foundations created by these black entertainers, these black uh, millionaires, these black politicians, uh, these black media moguls like Oprah to help uh, just poor black people. There, there's no foundations. They're all for cancer. They're all for the illnesses that affect what? White people. That's another thing. So if you want to be in that million-dollar club, you cannot help black people. Uh, another reason where Monique failed is um, she broke another rule. She broke another, another rule. Another rule is we know that white supremacy, anti-black men and black women being together. And they are especially anti-black, successful black men and successful black women being together at the same time, meaning that they don't want a black man with a good paycheck paired up with a black woman with a good paycheck. Oh, no. No, they they can't have that. They can't have that. No, 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 no. They cannot have that. So that is why um, uh, in their um, system you don't see uh, wealthy black men with wealthy black women. If the black woman is wealthy, her black man, if she wants one, has to just be so-so. Uh, if the black man is wealthy, if he wants to be with a black woman, she just has to be so-so. But uh, both of them wealthy, both of them raking in the money, no. And that's why they will not give Monique what she's paid. One, she has a black manager. Two, her black manager is her husband. That's a white supremacy no-no. They are not going to break her off no millions that's going to be split between a black man and a black woman. Uh-uh, no way. Now, you notice that most black entertainers, they must have a Zionist Jewish manager. Okay? Why? Because that Zionist Jewish manager going to get a nice percentage out of whatever they uh, uh, negotiate for you. So trust me. Uh, the Chris Rocks, the Dave Chappelle's, uh, the Kevin Hart's, they ain't got no black managers managing them. No, these are going to be Aryans. These, these are going to be Aryan Jewish Zionists, honey, because trust me, when they no negotiate you a deal, oh, they got to get their percentage. So Monique broke another cardinal rule is you're not going to have a black manager and it be a black man and we pay you a lot of money, honey. We don't care what your past or present accomplishments are. That is not how we set up our system. Understand that black people did not set up media over here. We did not set up Hollywood. We did not set up television. We did not set these uh, – uh, we did not set these uh, – uh, um, these these um, businesses up, and they were set up for the profit and business of the white race, not for us. Now, do they allow black people in? Yes, but the only purpose of black people being in any of these medias is to make money for the Aryan, Caucasoid, European race. It is not to uplift the black race so that we can compete with them globally, economically, or whatever. So, no, they cannot do it. And you have to realize that when they attack black women, all wars are against the female. If they go into a country and raid a country, the war is against 
the women. Why? Is because she is she birthed the nation. That's why they had the movie Birth of a Nation. The woman birthed the nation. So if they come into your nation and invade your nation, that war is against the woman. Now the strategy of war is it must be both spiritual and physical. Now I shouldn't have to explain to you, but I will that women represent the spiritual power, the ecclesia power, and the men represent the physical power, which is the law enforcement. So the woman, the spiritual is the law, which is the woman, and the physical is the enforcement of the law, which is the man. So anytime you are under attack, the female must be attacked spiritually. The males will always be attacked physically. And that's why the men are tortured. That's a physical attack to 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 initiate fear and to keep it there. So you always, when you are at war with the race of people, you're going to have to attack the women spiritually, meaning that you have to give them misinformation, you have to give them a false God to believe in, a God not made in her image, but a God made in the image of those who have conquered her, and if she accepts that, then she's already defeated. A lot of black women accepted the God's, of her enemies, of the people that conquered her people. So she was already defeated as soon as she, she started singing about Jesus, praying about Jesus, and loving her some white Jesus. She was defeated then. Our ancestors, they were defeated. It makes no difference whether they had to take Jesus by the sword or by lynch rope or, 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 or by drowning or being burned alive. It makes no difference. Once they got our people to accept the God made uh, in the image of the Europeans, we were already defeated. Now, how do you enforce that? You have to keep it in place because as time goes on, people relax, they they gain wealth, and, and they have the freedom to take on new ideas and express themselves. So that fear must be maintained. So it must be maintained through uh, domestic terrorism on the, directly on the males that whose females you are at war with. That's why in North America, even though they have reduced us down to only uh, 12, 13% of the population, our males represent a million plus behind prison bars because that represents the race of males who women they are at war with, but because this education is not taught in schools, uh, no one's telling the black woman from birth as a little black girl, listen, these people are at war with us. No, they, they send us off to be educated by their women, the white women, and, of course, the white woman is going to smile and say, hey, Shaquita, oh, your hair is so pretty. Yeah, if, if our hair is so pretty, then why can't we wear our hair on your jobs? So the white woman does her job, her job as manifest destiny, brainwashing little black children, knowing full well that her and her man are still at war with us. It's all war, okay? So Monique has broken some rules. She did not play the game, and then she aired it out very ugly in any kind of way you want to be in the public eye and you want that white Aryan money. Uh, there's a way how you must handle your disgruntlement, and I, I, I guess Monique was so hurt. You know, I think she she was very, very hurt. I think she... 
she thought she really had a friend in Oprah. I think she really thought she had a friend in Lee Daniels. I think she really thought some of these coons were her friends, and I think her 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 hurt once she really got that wake up call that honey, <laughs> we work for master. We work for who cut our check, and it ain't you, honey. That black sisterhood shit don't work with us. And when she realized that she was working uh, around blacks who wasn't playing that black um, black power, uh, black togetherness, black sister, black brotherhood, you know, she might have been playing that in her head. And I do think, you know, uh, Monique was because she comes across very, very dedicated and very, very committed to her blackness, and, and she just loves to see other black people who are, who are doing well, and she got it in her head that she could be one of them, but she really, really didn't know how they got their position. So if you know Monique, uh, please share this show with her, because I love my sister, but, you know, she she just got bamboozled. She got caught up. And when the truth did hit her, when it finally did hit her what was really going on, um, you know, she was like, okay, I'm going to tell it. I am going to tell it. I am going to tell it. So, um, yeah, Monique um, and those who find themselves in that position, um, you know, uh, everything that the white supremacists, the Aryan supremacists wanted to accomplish back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s with us as a race, they accomplished it, and they accomplished it so well is that they can do a, a, a remix of those times. And so what we're living through is almost a remix of the 50s and the 60s. And so for those of you who are artists and entertainers and you want to be, you know, you are not with the integration, you are not with the assimilation, you are not with the multiculturalism, uh, uh, the reason why Dave Chappelle is successful is because he is with a non-black woman. He is with a Filipino. And I know some of y'all want to call the Filipinos, uh, well, they black, they indigenous. Listen, let me tell you about what the word black really means. The word black has multiple meanings, full meanings, and there's a black, uh, uh, there is a black class of every race. There's a black class of white folks. There's a black class of Filipinos. There's a black class of Chinese. There's a black class of Africans. There's a black class of Asians. There's a black class of every race, and just like there's a black class, there's a white class too. There's a white class of Africans, but they're black. There's a white class of Filipinos, but they're still Filipinos. There's a white class of Asians, a white class of black Americans. Yes, these are the privileged ones. They will be allowed to live like white Europeans, even though their skin color is of the same hue as the class of people who are labeled black, these people will not have that label attached to them. See, it's all about attaching and assigning a label to you based off of social economic status and money. If you are poor, you are black. So there are some black white folks. The only difference between the black white folks over here is their white people look out for them. Now, us black people who are poor, our black elite 
don't look out for us. The Oprah Winfrey's, the Bill Cosby's have been told, don't look out for your poor black people or we're going to cut that ass off. And so they don't. So here you have these people making money for white people who don't need money. Now, I listen to Yvette Carnell and Tone Talks, and they try to make it look like white people made their money through it during the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. No, no, no. Let me correct something. The money that white people came over here with, the imperialists, was made through all of the transatlantic slave trades from the 1300s on up to the uh, 1560s, 1700s. Slave trades was going on from 13, 14, 15, 16. Um, that's 400 years, that's uh, four centuries. So during the 1300s all the way up to the 1600s, slave trades were going on. So by the time white people came over here, it was the the money made from the slave trades that funded uh, uh, the white industrialists who came over here and invaded the New World and decided that we was going to take this for Aryan white supremacy manifest destiny. They had the money to do it, and they did it. And they did it. They had made enough money during the various slave trades, and it was like a, 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 a four-tier slave trade where they conquered, went and conquered indigenous from the four corners of the earth, north, south, east, west. North, south, east, west were tribes of brown and black people minding their own business, running their own shit, taking care of their own people, and, 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 and had no other religion other than their own shit before white people showed up and figured out a way how to take everything they owned from them. And for those who didn't comply, they were simply massacred and murdered. And for 400 years, 400 years, there was nothing but massacre and murdering of indigenous people going on in the four corners of the earth, from Asia, Africa, from Europe to North America to South America, from everywhere, massacres were going on. Now, while these massacres were going on, other people were, you now have to have a repopulation. And who were taking hostages? Children. The survivors were mainly children. Now, what do you do with children after you have killed their mothers, their fathers, their priests, their shamans, their cousins, their, their whole and tribe? What do you do with them? You now must put them into boarding schools for indoctrination. And now you must teach them your language. And that's what was when. And that went over on over here in North America. I was in an orphanage. I was in an orphanage. So I know they had orphanages all over the world, and these orphanages and these boarding schools were used to re-indoctrinate us, to make us Christian, to teach us the language of those who conquered and killed our, 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 our mothers and fathers and forefathers. And then once the indoctrination, and once the indoctrination was complete, then they assigned us jobs. And once we were stripped of all of our ancient knowledge of our our rain dances, our rituals, our uh, uh, you know harvest moon rituals, our sun dances, our whatever harvest, because we were people who lived off the land, so we had rituals for everything. 
and a lot of the animals were our totems. We were connected to the earth, we were connected to the land, we were connected to the animals, and we were connected to the sea, for those of us who lived by the sea. They had to shut all that down. They had to shut all that off. So you can end up. Okay, we're going into overtime. Thank everyone for listening. Please share the show. Uh, if you listen to the show, uh, Monique, um, we have to, I, I, you know, I wish you would call me and get in contact with me. This is why, black woman, we need our black sisterhood, because in the times like this, black women, we are going to be shut out. The black man is never going to be shut out because his balls, his penis, is always going to have value to be bred with non-black women. So he will always be vetted. And that's why they can't really go to war with all black women. I mean, black men, they handpick which ones will go to the prison system and which ones they will pluck out of poverty, uplift, and, and use him for their own agenda. Now, Dave Chappelle says that he didn't come from poverty, that he came from a middle-class family, so they, you know, that's how it works now. They are picking black men who don't have a history of being descendants of slaves, who don't come from that descendants of slave narrative or that type of uh, oppression that uh, many of the indigenous people around the world who have been put into the black category, the black category only means that you will be exploited and you will be used as a human resource. That's what blacks mean. Black means you will be exploited by Aryans, the white race, and the white race has nothing to do with skin color. It's a class. It is a, a, a status. Okay? And it's based off of family bloodline, family lineage, ancestry. It's based off wealth, and it's based off a position of privilege. If you have all three, you're white. You can be African, still be white. Indonesian, still be white. Chinese, still be white. Arabs still be white. Haitians still be white. It's about status, ancestry, privilege, and status. You can be Hindu, who they call the Indian, and still be white. You can be Mexican or Latino and be white. And it's based off of skin tone. They made it specifically off skin tone. Why? Because they had to create this system of duality. That's what Freemason is all about. It is about the system of duality, and it is about domination, and it is about how the minority class is able to re, 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 uh, rule over the majority class and get that majority class to make money for them. So you have to realize that the wealthy 1% or the wealthy 2% or the wealthy 3% are the minorities. And yet they devise schemes to get the majority poor class, the poor always will outnumber the rich, how to get the poor class to work for us and make us money. This is why they call themselves white, and I think they've changed the name now. They're calling themselves bright. We are the bright class. So you see, slowly down the line, they kind of change the language to try to throw you off a little bit. 
but they're still doing the same thing. So this is why Monique will never be paid what she's worth. Monique is going to have to get back on the chitlin circuit, and I know after tasting, and she ain't really tasting no big money according to her, so she was kind of on the chitlin circuit anyway, but because she was rubbing elbows with some heavy hitters, she had it in her mind that she was going to be up there with Oprah and Tyler and them, and I guess if she had played the, you know, the, you know, the bed witch game, the mammy game, the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the buck dancing is for the men. But she wouldn't be a good coon Tessa. You got the coon and the coon Tessa. She wouldn't cooperate in being the good coon Tessa that them three needed her to be, and she got kicked out. And now her chances of getting in, she don't have that chance. So she gonna have to go on the chitlin circuit. If she wants to still do her craft, she's just going to have to get out there, go to the little, uh, you know, black clubs, do her stand-up comedy around people who will accept her just the way she is, loud, obnoxious, outrageous, and she just fucking tell it like it is. Now, I have some tips for why black female comedians are not as successful as black males. And I would suggest, before I close out, because this show is about to end and I'm always talking until it cuts me off, let me speak this real fast into the hearing of whoever wants to share this with Monique and uh, any other black female comedian. Uh, I learned this from watching a show, but I also learned this from understanding history. If you go back and remember the black famous comedians of the past, why they were so successful. Why were they so successful? And that's because they could not walk out on that stage and do comedy and be a political analyst as who they were. Women are not allowed that. Men can go on stage and be themselves, and nobody's going to judge them. Nobody's going to be really, really offended. But a woman can't do it. Nobody wants to hear a woman uh, um, judge anything. You know, They don't want to hear you. Uh, talking about race, politics, or anything, they just are not going to see it the right way. A woman has to put on a character. So as long as Monique walks out there as she is, she will never be a popular comedian. She's going to have to learn that in the game of comedian, which is a very powerful role now, it's a powerful, they make a lot of money, and comedians are allowed to get away with saying things to us that politicians aren't allowed to say, that lawyers are not allowed to say. So it is a very powerful position, but you have to look at how did Richard Pryor do it? How did Richard Pryor broach uncomfortable subjects? He put on different characters. He didn't always do it as Richard. He had to create characters to get people to relate to in order to say certain things. And, Monique, until you can do that, there's just certain things you ain't going to be able to say and keep a job. Now, let's name some of the great comedians of the past. Moms Mabley. Moms Mabley. Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. For for you millennials, you're going to have to go look these people up. They're on YouTube. Just type them in YouTube and just 
spend a day watching them hone their craft. These were the best of the best of the best, and nobody has come since them to topple them off their throne. The women I'm talking about, no comedian has come and toppled these women off their throne. They will always be classics to those of us who remember them. You millennials don't know nothing about them, okay? You got Ruth Buzzy, Ruth Buzzy. You have Lucille Ball. You have Carol Burnett, okay? So if you want some tips on how to be a comedian and have a lasting career, you better learn from these women that I just named. And only one out of the five was a black woman, which is Moms Mabley. The rest were either white or Jewish. I don't know if they were Jewish. They could have been Jewish women. I'm not sure because once they came to America, they just took on the Anglo-Saxon identity, and we don't know what they was originally before they got over here. But Phyllis Diller, Ruth Buzzy, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett, classic. Their, their work, their archive, and what they did will always they making money in their grave. I don't know uh, how many of these women are still alive, but even after they're dead, there will be people wanting to buy uh, uh, tapes of these women's comedy and laugh, laugh, laugh. It's classic. It's timeless. Hey, it's, it's, it's timeless. So I would suggest that you black women, before you choose to be a comedian, there's a movie on uh, uh, Amazon Prime, I would suggest that you go and watch. And it's called The uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Marzell or Marzell, I, I don't know. I almost can't remember. It's called The Marvelous Mrs. It, it's, it's like a, it's a series, and it's about a Jewish family. But I'm telling you, this, this, this movie, it's, this movie shows you why Jewish people win. This movie is completely why they win. And even and, and they go through the same thing everybody else go through. They have breakups, they have fallouts, they get cheated on, uh you know, you know, uh, you know, sometimes their husbands sleep around on them. They do the same thing, but because they have such a code within their culture of behavior, the ratchetness that one or two may do is, is, is not readily accepted so it doesn't get out of control. For some reason with black people, when our people engage in ratchetness, somehow we start celebrating it. We start singing songs about me and Mrs. Jones and, and um, I'll be the other woman and uh, Barbara, this is Shirley, and the man you got, ha-ha, <laughs> that's my man. See, we start celebrating that ratchetness. And we put it in a song, and we put that bullshit out in the ether, and we make it seem if it's okay to do, and we ruin many, many generations of our children by cosigning something that we should never cosign. The sanctity of marriage between a man and woman should be sacred, and we should have kept that code, and we did not. And we started listening to music that infected us and seeped into our brains, our minds. See, that's why my show is called The Nine Mind, Your Mind. You must be ever so careful about what you allow into your mind because your mind determines your behavior, okay? 
All right. You, we, we should not celebrate ratchetness, but guess what? Guess what? We did. And guess who helped us celebrate ratchetness? The music companies run by who? The Jews. The media companies run by who? The Jews. They run the media, they run the movies, and they ran the music. So the more ratchet we got, they encouraged it. And to this day, if you go to them and you ain't got enough ratchet in your music, they was like, oh, no, we can't put that out there. You talking too proper. Oh, no, you know, we want you to talk ghetto. We want you to talk like you ain't got no education. We want you to be little John. And all that shit. See, they want that. That's what they want to sell to our children. But little John don't really talk like that. It's a gimmick. They pay a lot of these college black men to put on a ghetto facade, a ghetto facade just to make money and also to negatively influence poor black children to what? Embrace the ratchetness, embrace the ghetto-ness. And this is called technology. They are tricking us, but we allow it. All right. All right. Um, I, the next show, I want to get into the seven, uh, the nine enemies of the black woman. Black woman, you have nine enemies. You need to know all nine of your enemies because these nine enemies are working against you at the same time, and if you are not defending yourself against them, if you are not aware of them, if you're not raising your little black girls to know who their nine enemies are, guess what? That's why, black woman, you are the poorest female globally. They use these nine enemies, they use nine areas of people activity, they use the nine, the nine, the nine against you. So if you want to get up on this science, I uh, suggest that you keep tuning in, you share the shows, and like I said, I can be contacted on my Twitter page, my Facebook page, my Block Talk uh, radio, um, you have to have an account to mess- message me. But, um, yeah, Twitter, I'm uh, L-E-L underscore S-H-I-L-O-H, the number nine. L underscore Shiloh nine. Hit me up on my Twitter page, and uh, I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on YouTube, and... Um, we have to have our own platform. So, you know, if you want to invest in um, helping me get the equipment necessary where we as black women can have a platform where we can speak our own truth. Um, I, you know, I don't think Monique should have went on the Sway show. Uh, Sway represents the establishment as well as the Breakfast Club. Uh, we need our own shit, sisters. Um, you know, I wish Monique had a went on a Boyce Watkins show or either Yvette Carnell, but Sway, come on. She was sitting up there trying to get him to answer to something that he wasn't going to answer to. 